0: All right, and welcome in everybody to another edition of Smack Talk here on the Sports Theater Wrestling YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever the hell else you can find us. We appreciate you guys uh, being here with us to recap another edition of Friday Night Smackdown. Of course, we will try to get to as much of the show as possible, uh, but obviously, uh, some major news breaking there during the show tonight. Uh, I thought Sean Ross Sapp from FIFA.com had been hacked for a second. Like, I legit did. We've seen news drop of, of releases. This is something that we've almost become accustomed to. Uh, this is something that's like everyday practice now, as ridiculous as that sounds, these massive cuts. To do it in the middle of a show, to be releasing these guys during the middle of the show, to take the entire wind out of the sails of SmackDown tonight, at least those who are on Twitter tonight, <laughs> is just unfathomable to me. That It just seems more and more like anything that I couldn't, believe what happened happened uh this year and we're talking about some major names some shocking names uh being let go tonight i think uh bronson reed and bobby fish for sure headline that list bronson reed was a guy who was doing uh, dark matches on uh, SmackDown and Raw, looking to be uh, brought up to the main roster, it seemed. And uh, now he gets released. Just two months ago, he won the North American Championship, his first title in WWE. Uh, Mercedes Martinez gets let go. Jake Atlas, uh, Leon Ruff, um, you know Ari Sterling, uh, Kona Reeves, uh, Tyler Rust. Said they just put Tyler Rust in Diamond Mind. This this. Uh, uh, a faction they are heavily pushing. Brand new faction they put him in there, and uh, now he is gone. This uh, said, I, I, I know you're like me. This, uh, this just completely took the the wind out of the sails of the show tonight. Oh,
1: I try my best to focus on the show because we have to do this uh, post show after, and I try to pay attention, try to tweet out live tweet during the show, and yeah, this news started dropping. I mean, the first name that drops is Bronson Reed. And I know for, for many, some of you that don't watch NXT, you're probably like, who's Bronson Reed? He was the former North American champion. He was a guy that, along with Karrion Cross, was getting dark matches and heavily being rumored to be a next call-up to the main roster. He's a guy that lost the North American championship with the thinking that he was going up to the main roster afterwards. That was the, the first name. That's revealed as a release. So when that's your first name that comes out, that just is mind blowing. A lot of the other ones you can try to rationalize, but that's the one that stands out to me, along with Ari Sterling. Uh, AKA Alex Zane. This is one of the guys that during a whole pandemic, when they're making all of these releases, they signed one of the hottest independent stars in the world. The guy that I've seen for warrior wrestling, I've seen here on the East coast, who was making a name for himself, steadily growing his name on the independent scene. WWE snatches him up before AEW and new Japan pro wrestling, who he was already appearing for uh, can grab him and sign him long-term and seven freaking months later you fire the dude It's just insane to me. I mean, it's just insane. And it really is telling of what's going on in the locker room and the fact that a lot of WWE superstars, if you believe the reports from Fightful, PW Insider, a lot of the locker room is fearing for their job safety. They feel no job security and and nights like tonight is the reason why.
0: Yeah, and you had uh, Bray Wyatt let like, go on uh, just not even a week ago. It happened on uh, Saturday morning that news broke, which I'm still absolutely fuming about. Um, and I know Dutch, you wanted to get into that uh, here in a little bit, and we will. But I mean, Dutch, I mean, take me through this. I mean, Dutch, you've been through you know releases. Uh, you know, maybe not to this extent. I can't ever remember a time where the, there have been this many releases over the course of 18 months. Uh, In a company, it's incredible when you actually stop to count how many people have been let go. And, you know, it's kind of inevitable when, you know, the company has been stockpiling talent the way that they have, but just the mass exodus we're seeing. I mean, what, what, what's, what, what what has got to be going on in these superstars' mind when they're, when they're in the locker room right now?
2: Well, the releases tonight that I didn't know about till you told me when I I came into my little, recording area here, right after SmackDown went off. I didn't know about it. But when you talk about releases, wrestlers, they have to accept this because they get hired to get fired. And they're almost like pro football coaches. They get hired and then they have a little run. And then when they they lose their, their, their win total or nothing, nothing's going right, they get replaced. Wrestlers are the same thing. Musicians are the same way. So the average lifespan, to me, of an NXT wrestler at uh, in the developmental stage is is what would you guys say? Two years, three years, and Some they either go up or are they, they get are they get cut?
0: I mean, you look now, at Aaliyah. Bray- Aaliyah was there for a while. She just now started doing uh, um, uh, dark uh, matches on uh, on SmackDown. Uh, Angelo Dawkins, one half of the Street Profits, <laughs> will return. Uh, Sid, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't he there like six years easily? Uh, he in, yeah, he
1: was there about six seven years.
0: Yeah, before he came up. So, I mean, there are some people where it's it's like that. It's it's two or three years, and then it's you know they're up or they're uh, up or they're gone. But some people stay in there for a while.
2: Well, you know what surprised me about Bray Wyatt? People says they. They will never recover from the release of Bray Wyatt. I don't get it. They're going to recover from anybody. I don't care who it is. They can make whoever they want whenever they whenever they want to. because remember Rowan reigns, when he first started, they didn't think he was going to make it. and they stayed with him and stayed with him and stayed with him. and now it's starting to it's starting to pay off. It was probably a year and a half later. But yet, and he took some time off and come back, but they got him over. But Bray Wyatt, how many, how many different versions, uh, iterations of Bray Wyatt did they try? Three? They tried three, have-
0: and two of them got massively over. Uh, two of them were incredibly over, and two of those versions, everybody was on board, ready for him to become the next big thing in WWE, and then they they basically cut the legs out from underneath them with with booking uh they had the opportunity to put him over the undertaker at wrestlemania they didn't do it they had the opportunity to put him over john cena at wrestlemania they didn't do it they had the opportunity to put him over randy orton twice at wrestlemania uh and they didn't do it when it came to bray wyatt as creative and as much of a genius and as entertaining as he is they always chose to go with the older guard when it came to putting him over, they had an opportunity to really build him up as the I'm not saying as a replacement or even on the same level as the Undertaker. But what, heading into that matchup with the Undertaker WrestleMania, he was billing himself as the new face of fear. And they had an opportunity to run with him, to ride the lightning, to make him one of the biggest acts in the entire company and in, in, in all of professional wrestling. And each time they squashed him with the booking to a point where the fans just didn't believe in him anymore. They wanted him to do great things, but they didn't believe in him anymore. He had to reinvent himself.
2: He had to reinvent himself. You can't blame the booking. You got to blame Vince. It's politics. Something happened in there along the way that Bray Wyatt as himself and Bray Wyatt as the other, as the fiend or whatever, he just didn't have their trust whether that is warranted or not, he didn't have it thus. And I don't know what he was making. He was there 12 years. So he really doesn't have uh, a complaint and he didn't, he wasn't mad at him. I I read his statement. He said, I I appreciate the opportunity, but he ought to be glad that there is a place for him to land. AEW. But then again, AEW, there's only so many spots that they're going to take that they're able to take. So, And to me, this is the nature of the wrestling business. It's like when you get into wrestling and you make a little bit of a name, you need to take that name and use it to promote something else or do something else and try to harvest a little bit of income or uh, uh, money off your name and keep moving like that. Because to me, getting released is a part of the wrestling business, period. And I know fans they get disheartened when they read this and they, and they hear of this, but that's the way it is.
0: I, I get what you're saying, and yeah, releases happen. But man, to to just see them at the numbers that they're going, and it it doesn't matter. Like the thing that didn't make sense, I'm not going to sit here and say WWE is never going to recover because they release Bray Wyatt. I'm not going to go that far. But to sit here and the to say that they're releasing Bray Wyatt for budgetary concerns. Um, and that's the that's the big thing with every single one of these. It's it's budget, 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 budget when they post these high the, the highest quarterly earnings they've ever had. They look at a guy like Bray Wyatt and they said, Hey, look, we don't have room for you in the budget. Bray Wyatt is one of their top merchandise sellers. Period. End of story. That guy made them fist loads of cash with all the merchandise. Dumbasses like myself who are buying $30 rambling rabbits back here. Uh, those kind of guys, people like myself, <laughs> loved Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt had a massive following and they just said, no, nope, budgetary concerns. That's what doesn't make sense to me. And the mass amounts of releases that they're doing for budgetary concerns, even though they're making more money than they ever have, it is causing a massive perception problem to where all they care about is money and turning over, Uh, you know, doesn't matter what they do they don't care about who they release what their situation is what it does to the morale in the locker room they're just going to they're just going to do it because money's what matters nothing else does
2: that's the perception right now and maybe well what do you let me ask let me ask you this what do you think he was making oh, Bray? He,
1: he signed a multi-million dollar uh deal in 2020 so he had to be making Uh, upwards to about 2 million a year so for a guy who's like not if they don't see you working at the time when they're making these budget cuts they're gonna release you regardless of how much money you're bringing in for the company unfortunately Uh, the releases tonight are like a totally different reason we should note that uh pw insider actually uh released a Uh, reasoning behind tonight's releases. PW Insider reported a reason for the mass releases from NXT tonight. WWE has planned to repackage NXT with a new logo, new lighting, and a different format to shows. It was also said the idea is for there to be more of a focus on younger talent going further, and the house cleaning tonight appears to be part of working towards that direction.
0: Except like like, two of these people who were released tonight, I would consider older people.
1: Yeah, only Mercedes Martinez and Bobby Fish, or you what you would consider, and probably Kona Reeves because he's been there a while and he wasn't gonna do much. He was about to be another Aaliyah, or or yeah, just Aaliyah. I won't get I won't put Angel Dawkins because he actually you know has proven that he is a main roster star in the Street Profits, but he Kona Reeves has been there for a long time and he could have been like a coach or something like that, but they kind of saw that he was expendable. But I yeah I mean the Bray Wyatt release to me is a real is a real problem for morale to the locker room more than anything it's not going to hurt WWE's bottom line WWE I've said it once I'll say it again WWE is going to make more money than any other wrestling promotion until I am gray and walking around with a walker and my kids that are one years old that I change their diapers every day are changing my diapers the WWE will still be number one when it comes to making money this is not going to affect them in that way yeah. but Right. this, this. This will affect pe- how people think about re-signing with WWE. Someone like an Adam Cole, who, exactly. who to me, who to me, a lot of these releases was like, uh, Vince told Triple H, "Hey, you want me to re-sign Adam Cole? Well, you're gonna have to do some cuts, buddy. You're gonna have we're gonna if we're gonna uh, sign this guy to a multi-million dollar deal, we're gonna have to get rid of thirty percent of your roster." And that's what it seems. It seems like it seems like you know you asked the question to Thanos, "What did it cost?" And Triple H said. Everything, everything, <laughs> everything literally,
0: and yeah, I mean, you look at a guy cutting a guy like Jake Atlas who's 26. An incredibly talented superstar Like Jake Jake Atlas who barely got Used in NXT after he signed with The company this was a guy who came in with A lot of pub barely They
1: only only signed him because AEW Was looking at him AEW wanted to sign Jake Atlas and Jungle Boy because Jake Atlas and Jungle Boy was a prime Matchup in PWG which Tony Khan goes to very often and He wanted to sign both of them but WWE Went out and grabbed Jake Atlas So Jake Atlas is right there along With Alex Zane of two guys that they just got because they wanted to avoid AEW from signing them and then they just released them.
0: Uh Bronson reads a little older than what I thought he was. He's 32, but I wouldn't I wouldn't consider that that old. That's 32 in, in WWE, that's that's the new 23. Like in all seriousness, like th- they don't have a lot of Dominic Mysterios who are 23, 24, you know, growing up in the business. A lot of, their mean young average is somewhere in the twenty-seven to 32 range. So I would still consider Bronson Reed a uh, young talent. But, you know, as you said, this, this, well, with, with well, two here's five, the next question. Yeah, go ahead, Dutch.
2: Well, here's the next question. Listening to all that you're saying and what Sid is saying, then why are they doing this? No idea. What's the strategy? What's the end game?
0: I don't know. This is, this is weird. I don't know what I, it's unfathomable to me. I can't, I can't make this make sense in my mind all the people that they've released on the main roster, NXT, 205 Live, their fourth brand, has four active people on it. <laughs> I mean, they had a guy who weighs 400 pounds compete on 205 Live just like three weeks ago because they don't have anybody else for the show.
2: Why okay, you- I, was reading- I was reading the other day, and it was like Vince, and Triple H, and Stephanie, Kevin Dunn, and somebody else. They released, and I didn't pay attention, but they released a lot of WWE stock. They dumped it and they sold it. So that's kind of telling in and of itself, isn't it? Yeah. What, are they, what, I, I, are, what I, they, are they getting ready for?
0: I don't I know. Mean, I Vince that's picked that's up a million,
2: million. Kevin Dunn picked up 700,000. I think Stephanie was like 600,000. Uh, it was some pretty hefty dollars that they were uh, dumping that stock for. Yeah, so and I don't know why they're doing it. And this is big
0: because it was reported that Adam Cole was backstage again. This was another FIFO report, which again, all credit to Sean Rossap with uh, the releases, uh, FIFO Select. Uh, they had all of that news straight profits. There you go, Red Solo Cup. <laughs> like it. Uh, we'll we'll talk about them coming up here in a little bit. Uh, but I mean, you, Adam Cole was backstage negotiating with Vince McMahon because Adam Cole. They just let his contract expire. Like they didn't even know that his contract was coming up. Adam Cole's like, all right, well, I'll sign a short-term extension, finish out my stuff with, um, with Kyle O'Reilly and everything like that. So he's backstage talking to, to Vince, presumably about another contract. What Pete Dunn's contract is also up soon. Those are two of your biggest stars in NXT. Maybe they, you know, could come up to the main roster, but if you're Adam Cole and Pete Dunn, after everything that you've seen happen over the year, why the hell would you resign with WWE.
1: This is why, like, no one will feel bad for them if they regret this decision to resign, if they make the decision to resign, and then they were like, Five years later when their contract expires or they are the next ones to be expendable and get released no one should feel bad for Adam Cole and Pete Dunn because the writing is on the wall if there is any time to leave this company and say you know let me go out there and see what else is out there besides WWE the time is now if WWE is making contract blunders like forgetting that Malachi Black has a 30 day non compete clause instead of a 90 day letting Adam Cole's contract expire letting pete dunn get near his contract expiring. there's something going on like like dutch said and me and dutch we kind of talked about it when you were away
2: a couple of weeks ago oh rick that don't tell I'm him not, don't tell him what i said about him
1: no 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 of course not but we'll keep something we, from you rick we're not three years away from it we're not five years but i think wwe is gearing up to make a move to sell something I don't know if it's the entire company. I don't know if it's more like a UFC deal where Vince and, and Triple H and Stephanie are still in charge of the booking and business arrangements, but another company has ownership stake in the company. But it just feels like it, because when you release, you know, 40 percent of your workforce during a pandemic and then you you make all these deals with NBC Universal, Fox and Peacock. And still, you, you are releasing all this talent. Even during a live show, something's going on backstage where they are gearing up well, for who, something who and released, not even the talent, though.
2: Who released the news?
0: Did he release it? No, Sean Ross at Feifel.com, He's the one who released it. But the talent oh, were being let go pretty much during the show or right before the show. So they knew this news was going to get out. Whether it was Sean Rasap, whether it was Andrew Zarian, whether it was Dave Meltzer, somebody was going to leak that news. It was going to come out during tonight's show. They knew it, and they did it anyway, which, again, goes mm-hmm. back to the perception. They make these releases because they know it's going to come out during SmackDown. They don't care. They have these massive contract oversights in NXT where you let your biggest superstar, Adam Cole, his contract expire. You you don't re-up or don't change Malachi Black's uh. uh non-compete clause so he could show up literally 30 days after you let him go from the main roster and now is one of the instantly one of the biggest stars in aew because they actually know how to book certain people um i mean there's just that you release a huge fan favorite like bray wyatt who again is a huge merchandise seller for you this just goes back to this whole perception thing that nothing matters but their bottom line and whether that is the case actually whether that is uh they are aware that this is a perception whether there's something bigger they have an issue on their hands because I don't think, you know, their their main core audience, their P1s, I don't think their P1s have ever been more down on WWE than they are right now.
1: Wait, wait, wait. We we really making that a question? I mean, Dutch, you've worked there, but I've been convinced for over a decade WWE cares way more about their freaking bottom line than they care about what we say, what any of the fans I say, I what anybody report The only thing. I've been thought that. I've been thought that. that for over a decade. I that think is that's he, a question.
2: <laughs> yeah, Vince, he, he just cares at the end of the day what, what the bottom line says because he's been in this business for 50 years. Releasing a guy is nothing new to him. And most of the guys he releases, they go and they got to get booked somewhere else. But, but the only place they can go is AEW. So he doesn't care. If he made more money than he's ever made in a quarter during this pandemic, you think he's worried about anything? And he's dumping his stock. So they're getting ready for something. I don't know exactly what it is. If I did, I'd tell you.
0: I, I just hope one day I, I know. I, I just want to know. Like I, I like make this make sense. I feel like I say that a lot about their booking too, but make this more importantly, just make this make sense. I will say one thing. I wish I was in Adam Cole's shoes right now because he's about to make a ton of money. Whether it's AEW or WWE, there's about to be a bidding war for his services, and that boy is about to get paid. So Adam Cole is in a really, really, really uh, good spot. So uh, we do appreciate everybody who is all 111 of people who are still here. Uh, make sure to get your comments in. Make sure to get uh,
2: your questions in uh we normally talk wait about. A minute, wait, a, wait a minute wait a minute i gotta say something rick yes and Sid, you saw it rick sent me and i'm sure he sent you a uh, a video recording of his first match ever. oh yeah that that thing how would you going to, how would you rate it are you asking me that or sid <laughs> no i'm asking sid that
1: um, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. I thought Rick played a great heel. Uh, him smoking a cigar out to the ring was exceptional. <laughs> that was good. Him, do, him doing his whole, do own commentary, biasly in his own favor, was was incredible. And I thought that you know he did great heel work. But I want to hear what you thought, Dutch. What was your what no, was I, your uh, the positives and negatives for you
2: <laughs> for first match? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. For a first match i've seen a lot of first matches i retire, matches that, I retire. <laughs> i'm done oh it was it, it it was good it was it was all good and of course when i saw it i didn't know what to expect but i do like it was a cigar right yeah yeah you you he was smoking a cigar and that was something you never see and then he cut the promo and what's the guy's name you wrestled you worked with uh Lynn Efron oh,
0: Lynn Efron oh yeah
2: and he was good he was pretty good yeah, he's so he has- it, Breaking. Case it was,
0: He's really, really talented. He carried that. It,
2: it was, uh, it was entertaining. So out of the 10, I'll give it at least a six, five for a start. Hell, That's good.
0: I'll take, that. Absolutely. I'll, I'll take that. I do need to actually put my glasses back on cause I can't see it. Damn, <laughs> these these so are continue. my, these are my heel shades, by the way. For those. Right. So, they were imagine.
2: good. They were good.
0: You can uh, follow me on Twitter, by the way, and uh, you can find that le- that match on my timeline. At Dutch, I actually did, off of that match, I did get two bookings. Like People are actually... You did? Yes. People are actually paying me to wrestle now. I don't know how the hell I got here,
2: but you know, i here. What, you know what they need to do? One of them needs to call you up and just release you. See, I can't <laughs> use you. See, then you know what it feels like. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I would
0: have got... Dutch, yeah, yeah. Dutch, I have, been, I have been fired on a conference call with, with 20 co-workers before. I know how it feels. I know how bad it sucks. This this. Uh, I've been released
2: a I've been released a lot of times. I've quit a lot of times too. Just get up and Robert Fuller, one time he was in WCW on the booking committee and he had this big table and had all the guys and they were all chanting, we need to do this. We need to do that. And Robert got up and it sounds, do you, either of you know Robert Fuller? Well, he don't give
1: I've a Yeah.
2: No. <laughs> he got up and he said, well, boys, I tell you, Mama Fuller's got a roast beef on cooking right now, and I got to go and eat it. So I'll see you whenever I see you. He walked out the door, never saw him again. So, and that's the way you quit a job. (laughs) And he did leave him wanting more. We did have some bad news this week, guys. Yes, we did. Yeah. A good friend of mine, Bobby Eden, passed away. His ex wife had passed away five weeks ago. Uh, And I wondered who's, and she was taking care of Bobby. And my first thought was, who's going to take care of Bobby? And then I wake up, I don't know what day it was, Tuesday, Wednesday, and read the, and read the, the news that Bobby Eaton was found dead in his sleep. And I've known him for over 40 years, the nicest guy ever. And everybody says that about him. I have never met anybody that said anything bad about uh, Bobby Eaton. Brad, Brad Armstrong was another one. Nobody ever said anything bad about him. But a great worker, a great talent, and I think the rest of it is. And he was a great ambassador for this business, too, the way he worked. And he, he basically, he was, he was self-trained. I, I think somebody tried to train him, but basically he, he just learned on his own. And I, I'm going to miss it. But we, we lost, I lost a good friend in wrestling, lost a, a good talent. And another one that passed away was, uh, and you guys may not know this man, Jody Hamilton, you may know of him. But when he was the assassin with Tom Renesto years and years and years ago, one of the greatest heel tag teams ever. And when I'm thinking about them, this, this thought had never crossed my mind. I would like to have seen the Midnight Express with Bobby when he was a member of Midnight Express against the, uh, the Assassins. And Jody weighed over 300 pounds, and he could drop kick, and he could fly in head scissors. And I've never seen that before when a guy that big and he was perfect and a great athlete, a great athlete. So, but they've left us now and I hope they're in a better place and they're not in pain. So, but I'm, 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 I'm going to miss them. So.
0: A lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of bad news uh, this week uh, for sure. So it has been, uh, it has been a rough week. So let's, let's try to have some fun here. Can we, can we, can we Uh, talk about SmackDown?
2: Yeah, let's talk about it. Now let's talk about not having a lot of fun. I didn't have a lot of fun watching SmackDown tonight because it was definitely a letdown from the past two. The one in Miami, the split shows was good. Last week was good. This week, to me, just kind of laid there and looked at me. There's the matches, they, they worked hard. The crowd was there. But to me, I, I didn't feel any emotion there. I even, they even let me down on Baron Corbin. I yeah,
1: thought he, he got would come awesome out, and he
2: did apologize yeah, I, I thought he would have said, "I don't feel good," and listen, I'm sorry, sorry, and, I, and let him start coughing around, and then he, and they can do the same thing. But when he, but he came out there with no music or nothing, right? And he he he, he played the role till he got in the ring. And they had the match, then he disappeared.
1: Yeah, I was oh, I was getting worried about the live chat because I saw a couple of people saying it was like a nine out of ten show, and I'm like, "Did we watch the same show? Because even before the a releases, nine out of ten, yeah, even before the yeah. releases, this show was boring. This show, this show really boring. nothing happened, and this it was wasn't the week- that exciting. <laughs> this was the weakest <laughs> oh, show. Damn it, guys! Damn it! Oh, damn already. I didn't already. Even though
0: I got hired by
1: WWE, his wrestling career—they've already released you.
2: Ah. <laughs> Grand open you, close. Got, you got hired and you got fired. See, so didn't they just copied what I said.
0: Somebody update my Wikipedia.
2: Dude.
1: Oh man. Oh, but
0: even, yeah. I don't even like, have a
1: Wikipedia. Like I said, this was the weakest show since fans have been back. Like nothing really happened. They announced two matches for SummerSlam, but that's about it that you know I got what from I felt the like show.
0: tonight? I felt like I watched a two hour raw. That's yeah. is- I felt like I was watching tonight. This felt like Monday Night It started off pretty good. It started off pretty good. Uh, You know, Sasha coming out, she got a pretty big pop. Then they started booing her. Might have been some piped-in crowd noise there. I think we actually heard a lot of piped-in crowd noise tonight. Yes, we did. Which is dumb as hell considering it's a live audience. Just let the live audience react. And you know what? If you're not getting any reaction out of your live audience, that's your damn fault, and you need to fix it.
1: To be fair, they were back in Tampa Bay, Florida, so they thought it was the Dunderdome. So that they were confused. So they were like, "Oh <laughs> shoot, we still got fans. Let me let me put my finger off of that." Hey, then-
2: I I live I live right outside Tampa, and I do this show, and I read it. I didn't even remember they were in Tampa tonight. <laughs> you know, usually you would know. Oh, they're in Tampa. they oh, they're going to be right next door. I didn't even know to this show. Come on, I went. Mean, <laughs> I realized it. I don't know where I've been, so. Yeah. So
0: starting off from the top, I, I like Sasha's promo. I like Bianca interrupting her. I thought that was great. These two work really, really well with each other. Uh, Bianca, giving credit where credit's due, calling Sasha one of the greatest of all time. I love Sasha saying that, uh, you know, Bianca, uh, she took all the credit for Bianca's mainstream success. It never would have happened if it wasn't for uh, the boss. So I really, really liked her uh, saying that and calling out. And these two had, you know, great chemistry with one another. And then here comes Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega, who has not won a match, by the way, since September of last year against Mickey James. Mickey James. The Baron
2: Corbin, the Baron Corbin of the females. Zelina has not won a
0: match since September when she beat Mickey James. Mickey James was released. Zelina Vega was released and then brought back. It's been that long since she has actually won a match, and she's sitting here saying she needs to be in the title picture. And initially, initially, they said she was going to get a championship match tonight
1: yes right they
0: did I I thought that was a flub I honestly thought that was a flub I had a lot of comments here I'm like this doesn't make any sense why is Zelina getting a title match then they announced later that it was a championship contenders match and then we saw that backstage interaction between Adam Pierce and and Zelina and Sonia and they're sitting there saying look you got to earn your way into the championship opportunity you're not going to get it go out there have a good showing tonight against Bianca Belair earn your way into the conversation Something that simple should not pop me the way that it did. I just went, "Thank you for the love of God, Adam Pierce. Thank you for your
2: trying to make things make sense." Well, let me. Okay, Ooh. let's back it up. How can John Cena sign the line and exactly. sign the contract and and Preferent- get a match, They gonna let
0: that go? Preferential I, treatment. You, John Zelina Vega is not John Cena. I said this last week. If anybody other than John Cena had signed their name on that contract. They would, they there would have been something else that that went awry there.
1: But Rick, you can't give them credit for messing something up and then fixing it. That that does that's not how that works. That's but, not you. You hand like, in you handing your test and you got you got sixty percent of it wrong and then they, they, you get a forty on your test and then you correct all your your mistakes. Had, no, you don't get credit for that. They
0: had two separate that's graphics. Good point, Sid, Good point. They had they had two separate graphics made up ahead of time. They changed <sighs> it halfway through and then they had. Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't they record those backstage promos ahead of time? Yes. Yes. So they, they recorded so – chances are they recorded that ahead of time. I think this was all in the script tonight. I really do. I don't think this and was that's, – And
1: okay. that's horrible. They they shouldn't show a gra- – immediately after they said uh, that Bianca accepted Selena's challenge, they had the graphic that said it was the women's championship matchup. that that they shouldn't have even shown that they should have said they should have had the commentators be like oh is it did has Zelina accepted the challenge and then do that backstage segment and then show us a championship contenders match and the fact that we're getting championship contenders matches on SmackDown is exactly what you said it made me feel like I was watching a shorter version of Raw and that whole segment with Zelina coming out messed up what was a great a great opening segment. I thought Sasha's promo was amazing. Just her saying, you know, Bianca was across from the greatest of all time. So that's why she got emotional before the match started. That was a great line by her. Bianca's response was awesome. And both of them look like superstars. And it's not every day that you have two... two. Any any gender two people on WWE television that look like superstars without wearing their gear? They're just in regular clothes, but they look like they are superstars and that they stand out from the pack. If you see them in the airport, you know they're WWE superstars, and that's how Bianca and Sasha looked. And then Zelina came out who also looked great herself, but she has no credibility credibility. And when you see what her husband <coughs> is doing on AEW, it's like, why the hell did you go back? Who is her husband? Malachi
2: Black. Okay. You know what I did like about that first segment? When, uh, when Bianca Belair came to the ring, Sasha got out. That's yeah. what I do like because if you're so mad and you get in the same ring and you're a foot away from each other, why don't you just throw down there? And then when uh, Vega came out, uh, Belair told her, don't even think about stepping in this ring. So they did kind of keep that, but that's that's me. I don't I don't know if anybody else is going to notice that. But you know, if you're mad at somebody after what happened last week, they should go to fighting right away when she steps in the ring. That was good. So she agrees to a match. Then they take it back from her in the backstage interview. Right. Which I don't even know what kind of match was it then. She was trying to work her way in. They said.
0: Yeah, so she she challenged Bianca. Basically, they cha- she challenged Bianca to a women's championship match. Bianca Bianca accepted. They put the graphic up that it was happening and then they changed it to a championship contender's match. Uh and then you had the backstage segment where they were like, "Look, Bianca doesn't make the matches we do. We're not going to give you a title opportunity before SummerSlam, so we're taking that away." And, you know, it 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 all made sense. But it, yeah, it, it, it seemed kind of pointless to do everything that way. It seemed kind of pointless to do everything with Zelina the way that they have done it. By the way, Dutch, you want to talk about Sasha getting out of the ring, right?
1: Yes, I know, yes.
0: I know Sasha attacked Bianca last week, but have yes. you, they had some interaction with one another? But have you noticed that the 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 matchups that they honestly truly care about, the feuds that they're that they're building, that they care about, they limit the on screen time between or the in-ring interaction between the two superstars? We're not As, getting, we're not getting edge and, jo- and and Seth Rollins in a bunch of tag matches leading up to SummerSlam. Are we? No. How many times no. have we seen the Usos and the Mysterios in matches with one another?
2: Pretty much uh, every, about week. Every, every week. And I was thinking of that. That's the same crap. It's, it's the, the same, same, same crap. stuff. They're every using week. the same, they're using the same 14 person or 16 person crew every week. Yeah, which now that they're using the same crew, but yet going back to what you said, they're releasing all that other talent. So it doesn't make it. Does, it doesn't make sense. I guess they have they a have, I have an end game, but I don't know what it is. They have
0: the Usos and the Mysterios constantly fighting each other. Uh, they have yep. Apollo and Shinsuke Nakamura uh, fighting each other every week. Not like there isn't a million other people who could be having number one contenders matches for that intercontinental championship right now. Kevin Owens, Cesaro, Sami Zayn. There's we a lot
1: with of all people. these people?
0: Yeah, we're, none of them were really. on the show tonight. None of them were on the show tonight. Uh, John Cena was there, by the way. He was in the person, but they used him on the in the dark match main event. They didn't have John Cena on TV tonight. They are keeping. But if you look at the matches, that they're they're highly built matches. Bianca and Sasha, they didn't do a whole lot of interacting in the ring. Not a lot of physical contact there. They kept Edge and Seth Rollins apart from one another. I don't think outside of the contract signing last week, I don't think Roman Reigns and John Cena have even been on the screen at the same time in this entire, nope. in this entire build outside nope. of John Cena showing up in the ring and signing his name. They are keeping those two dudes away way as far apart as possible from each other. Because they actually care about building up those feuds and building up anticipation. They still know how to book, but they only want to book their, their major fights. That mm-hmm. the, the way they set up Edge and Seth Rollins tonight was perfect. That is how you build a feud. That was perfect. I want to see these two dudes beat the holy hell out of each other. It's personal. It made sense. They called back on all their history tonight. And I give Edge and Seth Rollins a lot of credit for that, by the way. I don't, I don't, I, I don't yeah. because
2: they the, they had to, they had to fill that in. They had to they had to flesh that interview out because they know their history. So yeah. when they kept them apart, and that interview was good, that interview was very good because it started like it looked like Rollins was getting in Edge's head, then Edge's got in his head, yes. and it ended up, and it was good. It was very That's good. A lot's good that
0: was one th- one thing makes me laugh every time though, Seth Rollins. What's that? Live. Via satellite in 20- oh. 2021. <laughs> oh.
1: I was like, he's obviously backstage. Like, it's he's not even. I
0: mean, but come on, man. We have the internet now. Say live via Zoom or live via StreamYard or live no, via uh,
1: his no, iPhone. I- I'm not even upset with the via satellite. I'm upset with the blue background. That's obviously backstage. Like, you didn't even try to make it look like he was at home. Like, try to make like it look like, you know, you have Dutch with the with the picture in the background. Put something on the goddamn wall and make it seem <laughs> like he, he's somewhere else besides backstage. That was okay. too obvious.
0: They've never been really good at those. Remember that that doctor's office they created for Mike and Maria Canellis for the 24-7? Uh, cha- Remember the restaurant that they created for Lashley and, and Lana? Uh, they're never good at making these things actually look like something. I get that they can't go out and, and film at places anymore. At least they couldn't during the pandemic. But man, they did not do a good job of making places look like something. And they, yeah, they, they, this was clearly Seth Rollins backstage tonight. <laughs> Hands down. Well, so
2: yeah. This is another thing—a match, Nakamura, and who he work with. What's his name? Apollo, Apollo oh, Cruz. I don't even get. I don't even get that. He he, he, he beat he, he beat Apollo and he beat Apollo
0: but, last week. Apollo had no point, no business taking that pinfall last week. It could have been either one of the Dirty Dogs that lost that six-man tag. But okay, they have Nakamura beat Apollo. To kind of set up and at least say, okay, well, Nakamura, maybe he's got an opportunity now at the Intercontinental Championship. So instead of getting him a number one contenders match tonight, they give him a championship contenders match where they're going to put him against Apollo Cruz. So to get an opportunity, maybe because Pat McAfee came over and said he's 1000% in contention if he wins this match tonight. So if he beats the champion clean as a whistle, he doesn't even get a title opportunity. Okay. But now he has to beat the champion to get a shot at the champion. That that's not that's not good booking. That's not the ideal booking for the champion because it's like, okay, either you beat a potential challenger or now you have to lose to the challenger, and then you gotta fight him again. The only way that they could protect Apollo tonight is by having Aziz cause a disqualification. Which
2: isn't good for Apollo either. Well, they've already. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that guitar to go over (laughs) damn uh, Rick Boone's head. I think (laughs) that that would be something, or him to 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 hit somebody with the guitar. Do something.
1: Well, they've already. He's
2: got the gimmick. Go ahead.
1: They've already established with these championship contenders matches that it does not get the the challenger an opportunity at the title. Charlotte Flair beat Nikki A.S.H. like I like I complained about last week, beat Nikki A.S.H. in a in a championship contenders match two weeks ago to verse her in a non in a non-title num no, no holds barred match this past week where she beat the crap out of her for 90 percent of the match, and then Charlotte slipped on a banana peel and Nikki hit her finisher to get the win like it so so basically charlotte does not get an opportunity at the championship now uh Dan- damian priest beat Shane she does as-
0: though she does though.
1: Well, in a triple threat, she should get a number one because she should get a one-on-one matchup. That's what the championship contenders matchup that they said, that's how it works. You beat the champion and you get a number a one-on-one championship match. She didn't get that. Damian Priest beat Sheamus in a championship contenders match and yet he said he had to challenge Sheamus to even get the championship match, but he can challenge him without having a championship contenders match. None of this makes any goddamn sense. Dutch. This is just like when Vince <laughs> did the two out of three fall matches because he didn't want to he didn't want wrestling through commercial breaks this is just a new fetish of vince and we are just watching him jack off in front of our face basically with this stupid ass booking
0: J- J- dutch oh I- I'm, never, I'm never i'm never gonna try to like ask anybody to get in vince's head but try to get in vince's head here what happened to good old fashioned number one contenders matches, where you have two du- two dudes or two ladies who are working their way up the roster, <laughs> and they fight each other for an opportunity? Why do you have to dog out your champion before you have a championship match? If you see a bunch of people wrestling okay. each other over
2: and over and over again, why would you want them? To- why would you pay money to watch them on a pay per view? I'm gonna give you a quick, simple answer. Okay, he don't get he don't give a shit. It's <laughs> what it is. Because he's got Raw to go through his head. He's got SmackDown to go through his head. He's got uh, NXT to go through his head. And anything else and anything coming from AEW, if they're working together or not. So his mind is going in 40 different directions. He's selling stock. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's talking to the networks. He's got all day long. His time, uh, the only time he has to himself probably is when he works out. And the other time, is taken up with business. So he's not going to attend to every little detail, which is what you really got to do if you want a successful show. You, It's got to make – remember I said wrestling fans don't forget. So here we are. We're saying, wait a minute. We're not forgetting. Why did this happen and this happened? Now we're saying it because if nothing makes sense, you know, it's – I don't know. You either accept it and you're a wrestling fan or you don't care either. So –
0: I don't know. I think a lot of this is, again, placating to the casual audience because they're not the ones who are following this week in and week out and remember things like Matt Riddle saying that he had frostbite in his feet and that he can't feel anything, so that's why he wrestles without shoes on. And then, like, two months later, he's getting his foot stomped on and losing a match because it hurt so damn bad. Like, they they don't realize that we remember shit. The people who cover it, the people who watch it on a regular basis, they—this is one of the things that I like about AEW. AEW rewards their P ones, which again is your prime audience, your target audience. WWE treats their P ones
2: more often than not like they're idiots, and it just—but but, but usually that. the last couple of weeks on SmackDown they haven't been doing that. Correct. Which yeah. is they had they had two down. two Dynamite back-to-back shows. And then they come back to this with a live crowd. And they have this type of show. Maybe Sid but was you, right. Maybe
0: they just thought they were in the Thunderdome again. Being in Tampa. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's
2: it. Maybe that's it. I don't know.
0: Tell you what I, I thought was the, what was the worst.
2: What was the worst match tonight? And I'll tell oh. you who I thought it was.
0: Uh, well, unfortunately, I didn't see a whole lot of the Street Profits match. Or Zelina. That was actually. That was That was good.
1: That was all right, from what I saw. Yeah, Uh, what
0: I saw, I thought Zelina and Bianca was incredible. For what I saw, I thought that was
1: the best match.
0: Um, maybe Finn the squash match, Finn and Corbin was that bad? I didn't see a whole lot of it, to be honest. Nothing. There was nothing to it.
1: There was nothing to it. I said the worst match was Nakamura and Apollo Cruz because of that finish, mainly because for me that was. I would say
2: Tamina. Oh, I
1: totally forgot about that match. That Uh, was
2: that was horrible. I.
0: Okay, so it was a really really quick match. It was not Tamina's best performance tonight. It was the right result. Tegan Knox absolutely should have should have won that uh, matchup tonight. I hate distraction finishes, but that did make me laugh with Shotzi shooting the, the yeah. <laughs> shooting the cannon whizzing by her head. That did make me laugh. But yeah, I would have liked to have seen a a much longer match. Give Tegan Knox an opportunity to kind of show. Uh, what she can do this is another thing man like they seem lost right now more than usual at the women's tag team titles it's like they don't know know what to do with Natalia gone no why, why are they still the tag team champions because Natalia just had surgery on her ankle they told they she had torn ligaments that's like minimum two months before she's gonna come back they're just gonna keep having Tamina doing solo matches carrying around two two
2: because why One, you may never have, have any tag teams period. They have like two, so, I mean, so no, they don't have they don't have any girls at NXT they could bring up. They have plenty they could bring up. That's what I'm saying. Why don't you why don't you advertise some of this warehouse stock you got to see what sticks? I mean, they if, got. If you only got two or three minutes, where's Tori Storm? Yeah, we didn't see exactly.
0: Tony Storm. We didn't again. see. Tony, we didn't see Tony Storm again tonight. Bill, uh, Liv Morgan, uh, MIA, three weeks now after she was getting the loudest pop of anybody. in See, that it money. would have made sense,
2: met. Sid. It would have made sense to have uh, Liv Morgan go in there and tell Bianca she wants a match. Yes. Then she yes. goes to the back, and then uh, Sonya tells her no. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh.
0: oh, he's gone. Hopefully he gets back in here. But, yeah, to what? Hang on. Let me get where the heck is it? Let me get rid of this stupid thing. Uh, Look, the, that was that was Liv's entire gimmick yeah. up to money in the bank. There he is. She's I'm back. back. That was her whole gimmick leading up to money in the bank is damn it. Why am I not getting the other opportunities that you're literally handing to other people? It would have been really damn easy to continue that tonight with Zelina Vega coming out there and demanding championship matches. And Lil Morgan going, oh, hell
2: no. What the hell is going on? What, this 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 is another thing. How did how did uh, Sandra Deville get put in that spot? They just put her in it. They just, hired, just, her. They just hired
1: her. A, she lost. She lost the loser leaves WWE match, and then showed up one day, and they just it's gave a, her a role. See. There's just they like I'm just like so utterly there's so many questions I have with the show. And my main question for that Tegan Knox versus Tamina match is who the hell are the baby faces supposed to be? Because Shanti blackguard <laughs> and Tegan Knox had a two on one advantage with Shotzi being at ringside and she shot a freaking missile at Tamina, who's it's don't like her football dog It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why does she why why does Tegan Knox need a distraction to get a win over Tamina? she should
0: I'm, She should. and that, like they're trying to protect Tamina and i'm sitting here going why
2: why why is, why is Tamina But well, let me ask you now why why is hasn't Tamina been released she's been there she's been I'm there 10 gonna, years she's I'm been there 10 years
0: anything i'm not i don't want to see anybody lose their job I'm no not i don't either here. i'm not going to sit here and say so-and-so should be released or whatever i don't i don't know I don't know anything about these damn releases. None of it makes sense to me. Why some people are there, why certain people are gone, it doesn't make any sense to me.
2: Politics. But... You, yep. you need to say it like that. It's politics. Exactly one thing what it is.
0: One thing I will, I will question is with her tag team partner gone for the foreseeable future, why haven't they just made a move to have them relinquish the tag team titles? They could make this a storyline within the women's division. You could have hungry tag teams. That... You could have Eva Marie and Drop saying that they should be named the tag team champions on Raw and actually doing something other than uh, Eva Marie going ewe while she holds up Lily. Uh, or you could sit here and have actually Tegan and Shotzi go, all right, well, we want a shot at the, at the tag team titles now. Or you could go to your other tag teams. Oh, wait, that's right. You don't okay. have any. And that's the reason why. But that's the unfor- but out- that, is,
2: that is unforgivable. You have a You have a talent center. You're yes. supposed to be developing those types. But yet, and how many girls they got there? How many girls do they have? I mean. 20. You're, you're talking about. See. Who was
0: who else was, was missing tonight? You got Tony who wasn't there. You got Liv who wasn't there. Uh, Mia Carmella, Yim, Carmella. Carmella wasn't there. Mia Yim has been MIA since Retribution split up. All Naomi. S- Naomi, who has reportedly moved to SmackDown but hasn't been on TV. Hell,
2: we haven't seen Asuka in two or three weeks, for crying out loud.
1: I'm it's
2: not that they don't have. To me, you and you will agree, you've got to keep this TV kind of interesting. If you're seeing the same people week after week after week, I mean, it, it loses its value to me. It loses its entertainment value.
0: Your two most entertaining guys, in my opinion, we haven't seen in two weeks. We haven't seen Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens on TV yep. in two weeks. Why? They had no direction heading into SummerSlam. That's the la- unforgivable.
2: The last time we saw uh, Owens was when the thing hit Mr. Corbin uh, in, uh, and they, in, and it, in looked- his junk
1: they look like they were doing something with Corbin and Owens. And then they just dropped that to put, okay. Did you notice that
2: Dominic got a little cocky with his dad? I did notice that that's, that's an
0: interesting angle there. I loved Ray saying, I didn't need your help last week, son, but all right, you, you helped me out. And then he coming him coming back being that, He's not a cocky teenager, but he's still 23, right? He's, he's not a full-grown adult yet. Um, anybody who's, who's grown up, you know, you're a completely different person by the time you're 25, 26 than when you were, were 22, 23. It's just a, a fact of life. Um, and then once you hit your 30s, you're another completely different person. So I liked Dominic getting back in his dad's face saying, I don't need your help to win out there tonight. And then Ray ended up inadvertently costing Dominic the match. So you have Dominic help Ray win, and then you have Ray... Cost Dominic a match. I mean, these two are going to be end up fighting each other, right? Like, I mean, that's
2: that's that's way the seats that are being sown to me. You got to be really careful with father fighting son, yeah, because that has to drag out for a period of time to me to make it believable. You know, fathers and sons can fight for years and years. I mean, you're not going to do it here on the wrestling show, but you got to get the right moment. That was a good way to start it. But then again, it's not how you started The first step, it's the second step. And the third step, it has to all, you know, kind of uh line itself back. And then you can say, well, I remember when it started, this, that, and the other. It's got to make sense. Because the fans have to look forward to that. I don't know how many fans would look forward unless, unless Dominic did something really, really bad to Ray. And would, would Dominic, he, he would be the heel the way they painted it tonight.
0: I would actually like to see them have a little bit more success as a tag team and and really get over more. I mean, the fans always pop for Rey Mysterio because it's Rey Mysterio. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure how over Dominic is, to be completely honest. Um, and yeah, it's yeah, and there were some points right. and, and there's still some times where he looks like a rookie. I'm sorry, tonight oh, tonight, tonight he was bad, he
1: yeah. looked
0: like he was wrestling in mud uh, no. tonight toward the end of that match. It was just slow. It, it, Jay Uso was waiting around for him to hit his spots. It was, yep. it was slow. All right. It was not a, a sprint like it should have been with two guys with the athleticism that these guys have. So tonight we're not going for him.
2: You know who I missed tonight? I missed Otis. Oh, I, yeah, want, I really want to see him. I know. missed the I storm girl you. not being there. Yes. Yeah. And, and I missed uh, Carmella. I kind of developed a kind of a liking for her. I just kind of like her now. So, But I noticed that she was gone. But that means that when they come back, I'll be happy when she gets back. So I guess that's what normal fans feel.
0: Just just to me, as good as Bianca and Zelina was, that was a tremendous match for, again, for what I saw of it. I thought uh, uh, Bianca's strength is just incredible to watch every single time she's out there. Um, And you knew Zelina was going to eat the loss here. It just would have made a lot more sense to me to have Zelina versus a Carmella Carmella, or a Zelina versus a Liv Morgan or or Tony Storm, even though we already saw that two weeks ago. Actually give them some time because that Tony Storm-Zelina match was not long at all. It was like two or three minutes. Um, So, I mean, I would like to see them, again, going back to screw this championship contender match crap, actually give me some people on the lower card trying to fight and scratch and claw their way up. That's what made NXT's women's roster so damn good. It was just a bunch of young, hungry women who wanted to go out and prove they were the best. Sometimes the simplest answer is the correct one. Mm-hmm.
1: What, what SmackDown's been lacking like the last couple of weeks is something that AEW and NXT do very well is short promos or video packages to build up a feud. They just don't do that anymore. I would have rather had the opening segment without Zelina coming out, and then show us a little a little video package of what happened at WrestleMania between Sasha and Bianca. If you need to have two segments with them, and then devote the sec- the women's match, the main women's match to a Tony Storm versus a Carmella. Or Liv, or Liv Morgan and Tony Storm versus Zelina and Carmella. Like Zelina and Carmella are still trying to work together after they took the loss last week. And then you could say, oh, we have two more women's tag teams. At least you're developing that division instead of giving me a two minute Tegan Knox uh, Tamina match that I forgot. And I'm paid to remember these things. But I forgot when we we're doing this freaking podcast. Like, I just don't understand this. I would have rather had <laughs> Nak- Nakamura and Boogs get into a confrontation with Aziz and Apollo Cruz backstage instead of giving me a three-minute match with that lame finish. I don't want to see this crap. I felt like I was watching Raw and I was totally disgusted with tonight. But... There was good things. Like you said, I thought uh, Zelina and Bianca was fun. I thought the final segment made uh, Finn Balor look strong, putting putting him over Baron Corbin and taking three men to beat him down. And it builds up Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns, as well as Finn Balor versus John Cena, as well as John Cena versus Roman Reigns. So this was an effective closing segment that built up many different things. But outside of the opening segment, Zelina and Bianca and that final segment, I can throw this entire episode in the oh, freaking bin. Getting
0: one, you're forgetting the best thing of the entire night. Oh,
1: uh, Seth and uh, and Edge. That's
0: no, it. you're still forgetting the best thing that happened on this entire show tonight, and it, it, it was literally ten seconds long. It was Big E stalking Paul Heyman and just oh, that was nice. face And laughing and looking at it lovingly.
1: That that's was all nice.
0: I need out of Big E, man. Like that was just that was a really because. To this point, since Big E won the Money in the Bank briefcase, there hasn't even been like a, okay, like any kind of hint that he's targeting anybody or they haven't turned that into a storyline at all. So this is like our well, first little interaction of, oh, hey, by the way, I'm Mr. Money in the Bank and I'm watching you. I'm watching your boy. He doesn't have to interact with with with
2: Roman Reigns. He can interact with Paul Heyman and it still goes over just as well. Okay, Money in the Bank. What is he What is he eligible to to do he can literally can literally cash in
0: or
1: wwe
2: okay
0: all right he can cash in on anybody anytime anywhere
1: but we okay. got we, we got a tease before he won money in the bank but you're right this is the first time that he did it with the briefcase so i like i like all that stuff that was that was great stuff they did a good job of building to Summerslam. like i said with the roman and cena edge and uh, seth rollins that was a really good promo and i love how edge uses history to his advantage with the stuff that happened in 2014 with uh you know him helping to eliminate Seth in the 2020 Royal Rumble and eliminating Seth in the 2021 Royal Rumble it's almost like WWE's had this plan for months but I know better that's not the truth I just know that Edge is really good at his job of building stuff and he uses the past because he remembers although WWE feels like we don't he
2: he does use the past very yeah, and, I could and be wrong. By him remembering, that tells the fans, hey, he gets this stuff. He he, yeah. This stuff means something to him. But it doesn't mean anything to him. It doesn't mean anything to the fans. Right, exactly. and the past is
0: important. Go ahead, Rick. It's it like what we do matters. Now, I could be wrong, okay? I could be completely wrong, but I would, put, I would imagine You're- that edge, that edge is on that level where he doesn't get massive typed out, script out promos. He gets outlines, and then they say, "Okay, go out there and, and do your thing and, and hit your stuff." That would be my guess—is that what Edge is getting? He's not getting these massive typed out promos, so Edge can come in there and say, "Oh yeah, okay, here here we go." Now I know how where I want this story to go and how I can interject on things.
2: I could be wrong, though. And that he and he should be, he should be allowed that liberty because he's better doing an interview off the cuff. And some of those guys writing a whole two pages of interviews yeah. because that's him giving it. He's selling the match, not some writer who's writing it down. Just because a writer came from the, the, some Athens high school journal Gazette daily or whatever, doesn't mean it. He can write maybe just facts, but he cannot write fiction that, will, that the people will buy. Like a wrestler can give it out. Some of the greatest interviews I ever gave, I gave on the spot. They would just tell me, go out there. You got this guy, this guy's a two out of three, go. Sell. And they would always tell me, sell some tickets. And I would go out there. I would just hit this Monday night or Friday night or whenever I was there, I was going against this guy, and, and then I'd fill in the blanks, what happened between us, and I'm getting back and I'm getting even. So I, oh, I, I can't. I can't. I think I can't. you're. I think you're speechless. I, I, I
1: nothing
0: wrong. Nothing wrong with what you
2: said. Absolutely. Hey, who who wrote your interview, Rick? My promo. Yeah, for the on your match. All off the cuff. See, there you go. That's the best stuff. Jimmy, Jimmy,
0: Yang, Jimmy Yang gave me a microphone and said, "You got thirty
2: seconds. Go." See. And that's that's how you learn. But not everybody can do that. So, so, but listen, well, you're a talker, anyway, you're in radio. You have right, to do exactly. that. I've been, talking, <laughs> but, I've been
0: talking professionally for 12
2: <laughs> for twelve days. So, so when they tell you uh, to go out there and do it, then you're used to doing it just off the cuff. And it's natural to you.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the things that like I've developed in radio. It's like when the light's on, the light's on. You got to go. You know, that, 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 you got to say something. You got to talk. So just go. So, but Again, nobody knows the story that, to, your, to what you said, nobody knows the story that you're trying to tell better than you. Okay, let's rate, let's
2: rate the show. What would you rate it, Sid? Tonight?
1: Uh, I rate this show a, well, there was more segments that I liked than, than I didn't like, but this is a middle-of-the-road type of show, so I give it like a five-and-a-half, six out of ten.
0: The, the problem is that the bad parts of the show took up more time Yes, the good parts of the show. Yes. I would give it a four.
1: That's fair.
2: Well, I'm not arguing with it. I would give it a five, <laughs> and I would give it a five because the the, the talent worked hard, but they yeah. missed a lot of steps. They were out of step tonight for some reason. All of
0: not, one of the things that I, I I will like, I'm not overly negative. I don't try to be overly negative. I still, to this day, believe even with all the 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 mass exodus from the company that WWE has the talent still on its roster to be incredible across the board raw smackdown nxt it can all be really 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 good this this company could be white hot as hot as aew if they would just use the talent that they have better and they're not and that is all on creative that is all the people who make the decisions and that's a big problem that's a big problem
2: well let me ask you this who does the booking in aew
1: uh tony khan is the final step it's the final say kind of like vince but it's more of a collective thing like chris jericho kind of does his stuff and uh, lends ideas to other people uh the young bucks kind of do the tag team division kenny omega does the woman's division and his stuff and cody does his whole cody verse that he does over there so Absolutely. it's kind well, of not like a collective not
0: exactly like one or two people because you know everything has yeah. to go through vince and then vince changes everything or 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 gives it his final approval. But, I mean, it's it's really kind of a tight system in WWE where you have de- – you basically have department heads in AEW.
1: Yeah.
0: Department heads to say, hey, this is what we want to do. And pretty much more often than not, it's going to be Tony Khan going, cool.
1: Exactly. Sounds good.
0: Do it. <laughs> do what you want to do. And more yeah. often than not, they hit. More often than not, they hit. I did find tonight's closing segment, Sid, to your credit, to be the most intriguing thing about it. Because my question was last week, okay, well, what are they doing with Baron Corbin? Are they, Or excuse me, what are they doing with Finn Balor? Are they now going to put him in a feud with Baron Corbin? That ain't happening. That Don't got know. washed real damn quick. Washed him. And now it's Finn Balor sitting here. I loved Finn's promo tonight where he said, look, the me three years ago, I would have smiled and went, oh, shucks, I'll have my opportunity down the line. Tonight he's like, nah, F that. I'm, I'm here. If I got to go through John Cena to get to Roman Reigns, I'm going to F and do it. And now I'm sitting here and I'm going, are they set, trying to set up a triple threat match? There's no way that Finn Balor ends his way into this match, right? I don't no. think
1: so. No, I think they're trying to set up a TV main event, which yeah, I I, think I'm, that's, all yeah. for. I'm all for. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: all for that too. Or are they setting up the feud after SummerSlam? Because we're sitting here talking about who's after John Cena, because John Cena more than likely, I know he's scheduled for Madison square garden, but it's easy to do a one-off. Um,
2: you know, when is Madison Square Garden like
1: September 10th? I believe. Okay. The day. Yeah, yeah. So, it's uh, easier. Let, me,
2: let me throw something else at you guys with yeah. this virus making a resurgence. Could that shut those shows down? There was, in New York, they're not going to California.
0: There was a report out this week from Cass, like, I don't know his full yeah. name,
1: I'll, I'll Cassidy Haynes.
0: Yes, thank you, Cassidy Haynes with Body Slam. He said that there are uh, internal concerns uh, and that there is backup plans in case SummerSlam has to be canceled, in case they need to go back to the Thunderdome. This, that, and the other thing because you know they got to find a venue uh, to put that in, or whether it's tra- uh, doing uh, traveling with the Thunderdome. from a week to week basis would probably be impossible with the setup that they're doing, but there there are internal backup plans. I don't think you're going to see these shows get shut down personally, because it's the, a, a lot of places, including here in my home state of Ohio, it is down to the point where it's your choice. Basically, like you want to get vaccinated. Great. Go do it. If not, it's on you. Uh, and we are not seeing shutdowns. You're not certain institutions are doing mass mandates like high schools and, and colleges and things like that. And businesses are requiring masks. So I think WWE personally, they're going to follow the state guidelines Maybe they implement their own policies, but I will be absolutely stunned if they take these shows off the road as right after getting back to it. It's great to plan if things get out of hand, but I, I don't know I don't know what that threshold is to get out of hand that they're gonna take these off the road. I'd be stunned.
2: Well, I hope not. But then again, I don't know what I don't know. They're dictating a lot about this virus, so they're even telling some people you either take the virus, get this, you get the jab or you're out of a job.
0: Uh, the four four out of the top 10 uh, employers in the greater Cincinnati area this week said, hey, go get your shots or you don't have a job anymore. A lot of places are making it a condition of employment.
1: It makes sense And in New York, you for the Madison Square Garden show, you can't even get in if you don't have the vaccination card and, you have, and you've received your vaccination. The only, the only people that are allowed to go get in without vaccination cards are 16-year-olds, but they have to be with an adult who does have vaccination.
2: So the kids can get in, though?
1: Kids can get in, but they have to be with a parent or adult that has been vaccinated.
0: I mean, and wow. some kids can't, and some kids can't even get vaccinated right now.
1: So I think yeah. you
0: know, you follow the state guidelines. You 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 maybe implement a mask policy if you if you really want to, if things get really really badly, or you go to all vaccinated shows, whatever it is. Um, you know, we'll see. We can. Uh, nothing's a thing until it's a thing. So I'm not going to worry about it until WWE comes out with that press release that says, "Hey, we're returning to the Thunderdome," uh, and that's when I <laughs> and that's well, when I retire no. as a wrestling journalist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we can all agree we didn't much care for this show tonight
0: uh no uh no. There, you know, this was not my cup of tea shall we say again it, it felt i had a really really sour taste in my mouth after raw this week to the point where i didn't even want to watch nxt and that was a lot to do with carrying cross losing on monday again uh, well, okay let me ask you this yes
2: what what's the plan on that <laughs> Well, apparently. I mean, I'm saying, and I, I, I've never even seen him work, but I've heard so much about him. Oh, he's going to be a big star, and he goes up there and he gets beat the first three times out.
1: Well, apparently the plan was for uh, Karrion Cross to go on a losing streak until Scarlett Bordeaux was brought up and then she solved everything and he would go on a winning streak. But they even changed those plans after a few weeks when uh, Jeff Hardy got tested positive for COVID-19 and they had him beat Keith Lee last week, then to turn around this week and Keith Lee beat him because they loved them some 50-50 booking and they're 50-50 booking a guy that was undefeated for 18 months.
0: And look, yeah, I was going to say he went undefeated for 18 months. Here's the problem, though. He's the reigning NXT champion. Your main event of NXT TakeOver is two weeks away. And a guy who was undefeated, this unstoppable monster, literally blew through the Mount Rushmore of NXT, decimated them all is going up against Samoa Joe. That was a match that we were all really, really hot for. Will Samoa Joe finally be the guy to take down Karrion Cross? And then you have him lose to Jeff Hardy in two minutes on Monday Night Raw. And then he loses to Keith Lee, clean as a whistle two weeks later, a guy that Karrion Cross beat in NXT with a <laughs> separated shoulder. A literal separated shoulder. This is another problem. The connection with NXT, there is none. They don't give a damn on the main roster what is going on currently in NXT, and that shows you that they had this, you're going to go on a massive losing streak because you're up on the big leagues. Okay, it's dumb. That's fine. If you're going to do that, can you wait till the damn belt is off of them? Because you have taken all of the shine off of your NXT TakeOver main event. It doesn't make yes. any
1: sense. I don't come, care if you consider come, Calm down,
0: Rick. Calm down, I don't Rick. care if you consider NXT developmental. They're still your brand. You want, you, them, you, you want them to succeed, don't you?
1: No, they lost the war, and Vince is punishing them. Vince, ah. Vince is punishing them for losing the war that he started, that he put them out there to get beat by AEW. You're never going to beat AEW. If you put
0: Raw up against Dynamite right now, guess what? Your ass would lose badly. Badly, I think that's a good place to close the
2: show, don't you? Well, they would lose lose badly. That's what you (laughs) left. That's what you left me with. So I'm in. Uh, Do you think I'm enthusiastic now?
0: Do you think if Dynamite and Raw went head to head, that Raw would win in the ratings?
2: Well, I think if you uh, got people into this is an if if if. If you got people into WWE that kind of knew how to book things, because the AEW gets the edge because they have the people booking their own stuff, they can feel their own stuff. But when you get a bunch of writers and creative people who've never been in the ring, they don't even know how to write a, a fiction story See, sometimes they got to start, but it's not the first thing. It's the second thing, and then you got to pace it out. You've got to have an idea when you start something, how you're going to end it and where that leads you. And a, a lot of the great bookers used to run up and down the road in days of yore, and they'd be driving about 1.30 in the morning, bam, that idea hits them. And they got it. They got it for the next three months. That's all they need. They just need one great idea every couple of months that could take them through
0: to give. And I know I've I've spent a lot of time crapping on WWE to give them their credit when they are good. Nobody else can touch them when they are, when they actually put energy and time and execute something to perfection. There is not a wrestling company in the world that can touch them. I think this edge Seth Rollins feud has all the potential to be something really, really special and they're going to put on a great show at SummerSlam because they always put on great Mm pay-per-view. Destination is always great. The road to get there, more often than not, sucks a lot of the time. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. Does it feel like we're two weeks out from SummerSlam right now?
1: No. No, it does not.
2: I thought SummerSlam would be be like October or something.
1: We got like four matches on the card. Hey. We got more matches tonight than we've gotten in the week the weeks previous, so we're getting there. Ho- hopefully, in the next two weeks, they're able to excite us on the SummerSlam card. But yeah, it's not looking good, and I- I've never been, I've never seen as many fans down on WWE. Whether it's what's going on backstage, what's going on on television, oh, I
2: have. I've seen them. I, 30, I would take years I would ago. Oh, they were just dumping on WWE when did WCW come along? Yeah, I was oh, going to say, it was, was, gonna say it, was, it was horrible.
1: I was going to say, this is like the most since like 1995, 1996, yeah. 25 years ago, it, 25 years ago. It was almost
2: <laughs> like Democrats and Republicans now because it, it got bad.
1: Nah,
2: I mean, it, they was actually I, m- threatened to beat each other
0: up and everything. And I don't remember that because I didn't start watching wrestling until 98. So
1: I was there for it. I said, it, I said it. I said it last week. I was. I was. I was the little kid, seven, eight years old, watching uh, Uncle Zebediah bring Justin Hawk Bradshaw down yeah, to the ring. So he watched I, me. Ki-
2: he he watched me kill a whole federation. So exactly. Exactly. It, exactly. Me and Bradshaw could do it just by ourselves. You know. Uh,
0: all right. I'm, well, gonna, we, I'm
2: gonna send you a match of me and uh, remember Tracy Smothers. Yeah. Freddie, Freddie, Joe, Floyd. I'm gonna send you a match and. Very entertaining. I even liked it myself. All right. Well So wrap uh, wrap it up, Rick. Let's go. Yep. Uh Dutch, appreciate it as always. Uh they can follow you uh
0: on the Twitter machine at dirty d Mantel, as it says there. Sid, you got your uh, your show coming up tomorrow, yes?
1: Yes, you can go over subscribe to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. We're going live uh tomorrow with True Hill Heat 137 with myself, Miss Chrissy Love, top guy JJ. I probably have to do voiceover notes now to add on other news that dropped before you know after we've already filmed, but that will be on the show as well, but we're also going to go live with the Romeo Report to talk about tonight's releases uh, tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can see me on the Wrestle Talk podcast this week with Luke Owen and Denise Salcedo earlier today over on the Wrestle Talk podcast.
0: We had another release, by the way. Got it. Desmond had Tro- a- Desmond Troy. Another Troy's- release? Who? Yep. Desmond Troy has been let go by WWE.
1: Well, I mean.
2: What? I- Desmond I Troy? Him.
1: I haven't seen him in weeks. You're going to be kidding
2: <laughs> yeah. me. What are they doing? <laughs> i don't know i don't know who desmond troy is but i'm gonna find
0: out <laughs> uh a lot of people being let go tonight uh from nxt so that uh that is what i think uh 13 that is yes. the uh, baker's dozen there uh tonight hopefully it's the last one and hopefully it's the last one for a while but i i i just have this feeling we're not done yet all right well we are done follow yes. me on twitter at ricky chino you can watch my match if you Really want to. I, I still can't believe people actually want to watch that. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> next week. Uh actually, next week, uh, programming note. We're on at eleven oh five. Eleven oh five next week after Rampage. Oh, that's Rampage. That's, that's the three hour deal, right? Yes. Yes. Two hours right. of SmackDown, one hour of Rampage, AEW and WWE button heads next week on this show. All on right, side, talk. Be there. See ya. See you guys. Have a great weekend.